Do you love Oculus Quest Cast and want to know how you can support the show? Please visit anchor.fm forward slash Oculus Quest Cast forward slash support to learn how you can become a supporter today for as little as a dollar. Thank you. Welcome back to Oculus Quest Cast. Host JNS. Considering changing that to JQuest <laughs> for obvious reasons. Welcome back. This is going to be episode 9 of Oculus Quest Cast. We've got a decent amount of stuff to cover today. Uh, I want to go over a review I got on iTunes and just send a lot of love to the K Love, and I'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about the podcast awards that are coming up. They're accepting nominations. I'm not sure if I have enough street cred to get some nominations, but I'll talk about that. Uh, go over a couple of items in the news. Talk about why side quest is necessary, or at least from a developer standpoint. Talk about a game called Zenith, which is developed by Ramen VR, and what type of game that is. I also want to go over Gamescom, the games that will be highlighted there and will be your first opportunity opportunity to play them. And then I want to talk about Servios again and, and about their Walking Dead game that's coming out. And then finally, the moment you've been waiting for. That's my movie guy voice. Review of Journey of the Gods. If the intro music wasn't hint enough, I will go over that. And let's go ahead and get this show started. So first off, I just, I got a review and the review kind of blew me away. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. It's right here. This is on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can find Oculus Quest Cast on quite a number of podcast mediums. It's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Radio Public, Pocket Casts, there's, there's quite a few that you can check out. And apparently, five-star ratings are a must to stay relevant in Apple Podcasts, so if you guys have a moment, go on there if you like the show, if you love the show, go on there, leave a five-star rating, and uh, a little note there. But this is from the K-Love, that's T-H-E-K-L-O-V-E, and they what they said was this. We recently acquired a 128GB Oculus Quest VR for our 10-year-old and 6-year-old boys, and they love it. We have regulated play hours, and it's working great. Your podcast is not only informative, but very educational for parents as well. It allows us to understand the platforms better so we can communicate with the language of this new gaming realm. Thank you guys, and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, the K-Love. That is a lot of love, and I truly appreciate it. I I love it when you guys reach out to me. I'd love it if one day uh, we could get some of you guys on 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 the quest cast and talk about the games you love, talk about any insight that you have and and what you would like to see the medium become. So there is that. I also got an email from Shay. Um, you know, thank you for responding to me, Shay. I, I want you guys to know that Shay has no hard feelings about me mistaking him for a female. I, I knew a few Shays, and they they actually went by Shaya. Um, but I also grew up in Texas, so it's not an uncommon name to me. And I believe Shay's out there in Texas somewhere, in Texas land. 
Um, so shout out to Shay. Thank you for f- your forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, so some news. Um, summer sale's going on right now, the Oculus Summer Sale. It's just for Rift and Go, though. No real love to the Oculus Quest. But, and I mean but, um, if you go to the Rift store and there is a cross-buy option, and let's say you find a game like, say, oh, I don't know, Rush, which is that, you know, squirrel suit game where you're jumping off a mountain and and gliding down. If you happen to find that on there for $5, it transfers over to the Quest, and and there you go. You have a $20 game for 5 bucks. That is a deal. And if you've been itching to virtually throw on a squirrel suit or a glider suit, and, and do some rip-roaring racing down a mountain. There you go. I also wanted to talk about an article that came up on Forbes' website. It's on Forbes.com. It was posted yesterday, July 2nd, in the evening, and it's titled, Facebook's Oculus Quest Fixes VR, colon, This is a Game Changer. This is a really good article. I, I mean, yeah, if you, I, I personally don't follow Forbes, but uh, reading some of this stuff is <laughs> it's good to see the masses paying attention to something like the Oculus Quest. Um, it, it, it says in here that the Oculus Quest is a game changer device, puts us back on track for Ready Player One experiences. Uh, I'm not sure what they mean by that, but they do point out something that's really great about the Oculus Quest. And it says it fixes uh, the single biggest problem with VR, and that's the five minute fix. And that means. Traditional VR has some setup involved, even when you're logging on, even when you're just getting started. Uh, I can be in a game in less than two minutes with the Oculus Quest, and I could easily play through a round or two of Beat Saber, which I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a convert, guys. I have converted to Beat Saber. We actually downloaded it today. We tried the demo yesterday. My wife, who is a non-gamer... And I highly emphasize non. She tried the demo yesterday and she loved it. And she was like, "Um, why did you not tell me about this game until now? And essentially forced me to buy the game by shoving a gun in my... No, she didn't do that. (laughs) She she just really enjoyed it and wanted to play it. So I, I... I tried it. It's not typically my type of game, but it is a lot of fun, and I can't believe how much fun it is. So we bought it. We've been playing it. It's been great. It's it's it is a great game. It is a must buy, and I, at some future point, will review that game based on my experience with it. But yeah, so um, the point I was trying to get to is. It didn't take me but a minute to get that set up. I I create my uh, my guardian and I jump right in and I play around and you know not even ten minutes has passed and if I only had that much time, I got some game time in. It's it's like the 3ds of virtual reality. <laughs> I mean, you can have a lot of great experiences with the 3ds, but you can have a lot of great experiences with the Oculus Quest. Competes with the smartphone. As far as gaming, in in my opinion, take just as much time to get set up with the Oculus Quest as you would a smartphone game. Except with the Quest, you are in the game. 
So that would be my go-to choice as far as gaming on the go or or when I have 10, 15 minutes to kill, I would pick this up over my phone any day. I won't go into any more details in the article, but if you want to check it out, read it. It's got some good information. Yeah. Thank you, Forbes, for acknowledging the Oculus Quest and that it is a game changer. Okay, let's talk a little bit about side loading. I personally haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, I do want to get into it. I do have a Mac, though, so I'm not sure if Steam VR is available for my Mac, so I may have to upgrade my computer before I can get to that point. Maybe SideQuest resolves that issue. I, I will do more research into it, but the reason I bring that up is because there is a lot of buzz out there on the internet, uh, a lot of people turning to sideloading to to get their projects going. For example, Guy Godin, the developer for Virtual Desktop, he was shut down by Oculus when he gave the option straightforward in his app to play Steam games through um, Virtual Desktop, and they told him to shut it down. Guy Godin went through SideQuest to allow that update that gave you the option to play Steam VR through uh, Oculus Quest via his app Virtual Desktop and essentially sideloaded that into the app. So the functionality is still there. He just forewent, <laughs> I would say forego, but forewent the process of getting approved by oculus by by oculus um side quest was created by shane harris now if you know who shane harris is um they had a he he was a developer and they had a game called the expanse they were denied by the oculus store curators the ones who who essentially said, yeah, we're not going to let this game be released. So they came up with another way to uh, get their game onto the quest. Now, if you go to Harris's Discord group, they're, they're, this is essentially what he said What he said in there about SideQuest. He said, SideQuest is a side-loading tool at heart and actually works with any Android device but it has evolved into an unofficial source for apps that you wouldn't otherwise get on Quest. I would love to see it fill the niche of a testbed for pre-release alpha beta testing or for deploying demos for users to try out. I have no plans to monetize SideQuest like a traditional app store as I don't want to affect the Oculus bottom line and I would love to work with Oculus to become an alternative route for apps and games that have been declined or otherwise or just want to cut or want to test cutting-edge features. Seems reasonable so far, right? He goes on, he says, I think there has been a lot of discussion around games being declined, and I would love if SideQuest could provide a more positive spin for Oculus and Facebook in those scenarios. I guess I see it as a stepping stone to an application for the full Oculus store down the line. Now, there are a lot of questions, uh, even I've raised, like, Maybe part of my hesitation for sideloading is what if Oculus one day says, you know what, if you have uh, ever sideloaded anything, going forward, we're going to shut that down. I, I just, 
I mean, good on Shane Harris for not wanting to monetize this, you know, going through this, the garage door essentially to bring these so-called declined apps and games home. Um, that would suck. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't want to be in a position to ever lose the opportunity to play these games. There was a quote that I and I said in an earlier episode where they said they wouldn't interfere with that, and that's great. And I think that SideQuest should be used as an opportunity to get some user feedback, some community feedback, and say, hey, why wasn't this game approved? We all love this game. We would easily pay for a full version of this game. I think that's great. I think that's a great idea. What do you guys think? You know where to hit me up, right? You can email me, oculusquestcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Snapchat at oculusquestcast. You can hit me up on Twitter at oculusquestcast. You can hit me up on Instagram at officialquestcast. You have all these options to hit me up, so please do so. Okay, as mentioned at the beginning, I found out about this game called Zenith. And it's developed by a development company called Ramen VR. And as far as I could find out, it's two people. And their design is to create an MMORPG that's heavily inspired by Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. I've mentioned that in earlier episodes. I... When I saw that, I was immediately intrigued. I seen maybe 30 seconds of video for what the game looks like. And so far, it does look like they are trying to portray a game in that vein. I'm in. I reached out for interview. I reached out for any detail. I reached out for press kit. Haven't heard anything back yet. But, man oh man, if they can pull that off, I, I will be... A loyal follower. <laughs> I sort of Sword Art Online. If you've never seen it, it's essentially an anime about an MMORPG, and all these people are inside. There's about four thousand people, or some number like that, and they find out that they're trapped in there. They can't get out if they try to take the headset off. Um, they'll die if anybody, any of their loved ones try to take it off, they'll die. And if they die in the virtual space, they die in real life. And the motives of the developer aren't very clear, but essentially the point is the game has to be beaten in order to let these people out. And so you see how these characters' lives develop in a virtual world that they're trapped in. And it's it's pretty cool. So I I hope that doesn't happen to me in real life. But having a game that has the aspects of that MMORPG would be pretty amazing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to know more about this game. This is just a little preview. But the moment I find out anything about it, I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to keep reaching out. And the next thing I'd like to talk about uh, is Gamescom. Gamescom is going to be August 20th to 22nd. 
and you know VR is finally not getting pushed back in the back corner. It's going to have some spotlight. It's going to be out front. There are going to be six titles at Gamescom that people will be able to try for the first time ever. Now, the first of these titles, we have Budget Cuts 2, Mission Insolvency. This is developed by Neat Corp and Fast Travel Games. Uh, Budget Cuts, if you've never played that game, I haven't, but I've seen some videos. Essentially, you work for a company in the future, and they are essentially downsizing their staff, and how they do that is robots come and get you, and they, I guess, take you into a back room and give you the axe, literally, you know, they kill you. Um, so it's your job to survive the budget cut, essentially, the, the firing by avoiding these robots, by taking them out one by one, so it's got some stealth elements. I'm already on board. It looks like it's going to be somewhat of a whimsical, yet dark storyline. Uh, I believe that this is slated to come to the quest as to when there's really no specific date. Um, but yeah, look for budget cuts too. looks pretty awesome. Uh, fast travel games has another game with a first look there. And that's the curious tale of the stolen pets. Or as I like to say, the game with the really terrible name. <laughs> and that's just my opinion. Now it's a very cutesy third person style game where you get to look into, uh, essentially, it's kind of like God mode where you're looking down at this world and you're seeing the everyday lives. It reminds me of Animal Crossing a bit. I just slapped. I keep slapping my my Mac and I feel like one day it's going to slap me back and it's like, oh, die, you slap me. I didn't mean to, but again, I've got active hands when I'm speaking here. Um, but yeah, a curious tale of the stolen pets. Essentially, there's going to be some problem solving where you got to find out where these pets went. Maybe the game will be significantly better than its name. We'll see. Resolution Games is going to have Akron Attack of the Squirrels. Um, yeah, that game is going to be cross-play in, in the sense where uh, anybody that has a smartphone can be squirrels. And uh, their apps can then sync up with the Quest version or the VR version in this game where somebody plays as the tree. And the tree is essentially preventing the squirrels from stealing its nuts or its acorns. And the squirrels are trying to steal the acorns. And it looks like the tree can throw projectiles, swap the squirrels away. It's... It's kind of like a tower defense game where somebody's the tree or the tower and everybody else is trying to essentially steal the assets of, of said tower. I think that'll be a fun fun party game. It's a good way to get um, your friends involved in your VR experience. And then, you know, each round you can switch and somebody else can be the tree and everybody else are the squirrels. I that, This is a genius idea. It's a good way to get everybody involved. I like that. Uh, another game that's going to be there. It's uh, The Wizards, Dark Times. It's going to be a standalone expansion to The Wizards game that just came out uh, for the Quest. Uh, the other versions of that game for other VR platforms has already been out. And this is developed by Carbon Studios. And it's it's a 
an expansion essentially to the Wizards game. You'll get your first look there at Gamescom. I, I don't have any other details other than that. I believe there's a video on YouTube. I'll check it out. Now, there's a somewhat cryptic game by Cortopia Studios called An, An Adventure in Wonderland. It says that's not the final title. I don't really see anywhere online any deep details other than the title and that people are going to get their first chance to check it out there at Gamescom. And the final the final game to check out there at Gamescom is going to be Survivos Own Walking Dead Onslaught. Now, I do have access to an article for said game. Let's just go through this article a little bit. It came out on July 2nd. It says it's a preview of the game. It says The Walking Dead Onslaught, possibly the best tie-in to date. That is a hefty promise to fulfill. I've played a few different Walking Dead games. The Telltale Walking Dead series, you know, rest in peace Telltale, um, was pretty enjoyable. But yeah, uh, Servios, they, they've made quite a few games that you're familiar with. They, they had Raw Data, which was earlier VR title. Sprint Vector, again. Electronauts, that's coming out to the quest. Creed, Rise to Glory, that's already out. They're developing Battlewake, and Battlewake looks pretty awesome to me. And this Walking Dead Onslaught. Man, it looks really good. And I think one of the, the concepts, and it's right here, they, they have a system in the game called the Progressive Dismemberment System. Essentially, you can take out zombies, and it's pretty graphic as to how that happens. If you have a sword like... One of the title characters in, in Walking Dead, Michonne. There's her name. I was blanking on it for a second, but there it is. It's Michonne. And you decide to slice the zombie from eye to chin and take the top part of his head off. You can do that. If you decide to cut off his arms or his hands, it gets into detail as to what you can do. And basically, Servios want, doesn't want just a simple hack and slash approach they want to give you the option to really go after these zombies and take them apart the way that you want to there's another system that they have called the melee restraint system and this allows you to grab a zombie before you dismember them essentially i think that's awesome anyways i'm gonna include a link to the to the article so if you want to check it out you can but this game looks really good. I think uh, I think if you're into zombies, if you're into The Walking Dead, if you're into Servios as a developer, this is going to be another top-notch game from them. So check it out when you have a chance. All right. So the moment you've all been waiting for is going to come up after a brief word from our sponsor. Okay. Now, here it is my review of the game journey of the gods let me tell you at first one thing that i have never really imagined is that i would experience legend of zelda first person or rather in the virtual reality sense i've never even had that as a concept in my mind i think what uh, Journey of the Gods has done 
has given me just that option. Now, there are, there are things that definitely separate it from Legend of Zelda. It stands on its own as an action RPG. It gives you elements to grow and expand your character. It gives you elements to collect items and to power up. And it has a god mode where you, you push both of the side buttons and you grow really big and you can slow down rewind or fast forward time you can also step into another reality and walk into a portal and go back to your little home base of this temple that allows you access to other levels you can also manipulate nature so you can cause little sproutlet trees to grow or you can make them shrink that feature is really sweet. I also like the concept behind the game, the, the storyline where you are this human, and I would guess that you're a female. That's just my guess. That's what I pick up on. You start the game. First, you do this tutorial as to how the game works, how the gameplay works, and then you get thrown into a cutscene. And the cutscene was awesome. It was awesome to be like there, like, I'm witnessing this. I don't know what I was. I don't think I was my character. You couldn't see your arms or anything. But just witnessing the story behind this dark moon that appears, and then the gods have to essentially have their champion come forth, gather the ch gather its power, and fight off this darkness. And the gods are in the form of these birds, these giant birds, and they make little funny comments. It's funny because they talk very... All the talking in the game, except for the beginning, which is a clear voice and it walks you through the... the, um, the lore of the game. And it, it's spoken, just like I'm speaking to you now. And through this lore, they tell you the story of what's to happen. But everything else after that is... You're reading a little bubble box... You know, the little word bubbles that uh, characters in the, the game have. You know, they pop up and you press A to clear them out. But they're little words. It sounds a lot like the Animal Crossing language, except it's a little more gibberish, a little more nonsense. It's cute. But I like how the birds make comments like, oh, you're our warrior? Where's your feathers? Where? <laughs> what happened? Why, why aren't you naked, essentially? It's funny. So there are some comedic moments. Um, the first boss. The first boss was amazing. It was like this octopus kind of thing. It pops up out of the ground. It has these surrounded by like four or six pink tentacles. But it's this big black thing. And um, you have to shoot all the tentacles to essentially make it go away. But this farmer... Um, <laughs> This farmer is in this field, and you kind of awaken this beast after you collect one of your first god powers. And the beast, if, if he knocks you out, or if you die and you have to restart or respawn at a save point, which a save point is like this little altar that has candles around it. When you get there, this little owl pops up at the top, and that's how you know you've, you've activated the save point. But... 
if you get far enough away from the beast, he essentially goes to the farmer's house and starts eating his family. <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't eat the children. Don't eat his wife. Well, you beat the beast and the, the family's alive inside if he had got a chance to eat it. So it's quirky. It has its ability to be dark, but essentially you, you are a warrior of light. Very similar to Zelda, very similar to a lot of games, Final Fantasy. And you go to this temple, and you can see how you can power up your sword, you can power up your crossbow, you can power up your shield, which are essentially the three ways you have to defend and attack. The crossbow, you have to manually load every time you use up your three shots. Uh, you can collect things from fallen enemies that give you power-ups with the crossbow. The sword is pretty awesome. There's all these crystals everywhere that are poking out of the ground. The smaller ones you can smash with your sword or your crossbow and collect. The, it's called f belief. You cl collect belief. You can check your left arm. And if the feather on your left arm is all the way lit up, that means you have full access to your god power. And again, you can manipulate nature. You can manipulate time. And you're gathering all these powers to fight this battle against this darkness this dark figure that controls the moon but I have to tell you walking around in this game I feel like I'm there like that's the biggest thing I love about VR is the immersion I'm there and there are times where I'm running in the game where I fall a really far distance and I anticipate the thud I anticipate um, a lot of things I find myself leaning to the point where I'm almost falling. I, I, I love the, the free locomotion, not the little tilts, not the teleporting. I like moving around in the game. That's my preference. I've changed those preferences. So Turtle Rock Studios is the developer of this game, and they they have done an amazing job with this game. The, the scope, the scale, the feel, I am fully immersed I like looking down and seeing my little body with no legs and no arms, but I can see my hands. I like looking at my hands and moving my fingers and pressing the side buttons one at a time to watch these feathers pop out of my arms and collecting the feathers from these different gods as you beat a, a different level. The second level, man, they were throwing like enemies at me. I didn't know where I was getting hit from. I was using my shield to knock uh, enemy projectiles back at them and back at different enemies. There's this huge thing, creature that has all these eyes on its torso that goes vertical and you have to shoot them all off to defeat that guy. And then there's another one that it's a hard shell and it opens up and you have to shoot his inside to essentially knock him out. The, uh, the game... I have to tell you, my overall rating for this game, and I'm not even finished. I, I've played it for a few hours, but it's one of those games where I will see myself playing through it a few times. It's one of those games that is a system seller. And I think because it is such an in-depth game and the quest is a new type of virtual reality where the majority, the mass majority are going to be, you know, your Beat Sabers, your Vader Immortals, your either fast experiences or something that you can show off to your friends. And those are going to be true system sellers. But the gamers that are looking for deep experiences and they try a game like Journey of the Gods, I want you guys to know that Journey of the Gods, it gives you 
nostalgia of Wind Waker, but it's a totally different game in the sense that you're not in the Zelda world. You're not a little kid. There are some dire consequences that could happen if you don't complete your mission. And of course they have that in Zelda 2. I think that was more prevalent in games like Breath of the Wild than it was in Wind Waker because Wind Waker was very whimsical. But... This game, you have this ongoing need, this ongoing desire to complete it. And I have to tell you, like, it is a near-perfect game. It's not buggy. It's not my... The the detection of the touch controllers is on point. When I swing my sword, it's... It connects exactly where I want it to. It is so smooth, and I don't have any hiccups in frame rate. I, I love this game. I have to say, it... it in my opinion, if I if I had a 10 scale rating, it would be a 9.5 out of 10. And the reason it's not a 10 out of 10 is because I know it's not a long adventure, and it and I doubt that there will be any DLC for it. I think this is just your one-off, try it out, see what it's like. But it, it's a game that I'll be talking about for a long time, and I may even compare future action RPG titles to this one. You have your elements, your RPG elements, where you can upgrade weapons, you can upgrade yourself. You're on this mission to get stronger and better to take out this dark sun, or this dark moon. And you can, there's parts in the game, like when you go back to the temple and you can wander around and you can see it off in the distance trying to cover up the sun. If you have the quest and you like adventure, role-playing type of games, you have to own this game. It's a must-buy. And that is my review for this game. That is essentially everything I have for today. Now, there are a few other things I wanted to talk about. Remember how I mentioned the podcast awards uh, where you can go and nominate? If you go to podcastawards.com, if you have a favorite podcast, you can go on there and nominate it for this award. And I mentioned that because one of the podcasts I listened to mentioned this, and it got me thinking. If there's enough people that follow me out there that want to nominate me, that, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. All that would do is better this, better this platform, and open this platform to more people. I'm all about that. I don't really need praise or recognition for anything, but if you guys are enjoying it and I can get more people on board, I can steadily create more and more content. And that leads me to my other topic of discussion and that's anchor support I, if you've had the opportunity to, to go to anchor and see how you can support this podcast um thank you thank you for even considering it if you haven't you can go to anchor.fm slash oculus quest slash support and you can go on there and there's there's like a three tier support system you can pay a dollar i believe it's a dollar a month and what that'll do is Lend support to the to the show, but I would have special things for anybody who decides to support the show, and I'm still working those we're working those things out. But you can support anywhere from like a dollar to five dollars up to ten dollars. So if you find it in your heart to keep the content going here, that would be great. Uh, there's also bringing people to this show, the more people that listen, that also guarantees that I'll have more content to create and more ability to do so. So thanks guys. Um, I'm pretty wired today, even though it's late. I just made sure I had plenty of Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you're just living off a of caffeine, am I right? But thanks guys for tuning in. I love your support. I love that you're out there and that you're listening and that you're as passionate about the quest as I am. Keep questing out there, questers, and I will talk to you soon. Peace out.